0: Welcome everyone to the Closing the Gap SMI podcast. I'm here with Dr Iggy Agel. He's a psychiatrist here at the Midlands Partnership Foundation Trust in Stafford. Um, hi Iggy, nice hi, to see yeah. you. Likewise. Yeah. Uh, you're giving a talk about compassionate care at this meeting today where we're looking at the physical health of people with severe mental illness. For people that are unfamiliar with that as a concept, can you just d- define that for us first?
1: Compassionate care um, drives... Um all physicians or should drive all physicians' um, care. Um, when we talk about compassion, however, it becomes difficult to define what exactly we mean with compassion. We have a sense that we understand it, um, but different people mean different things. Um, there are um, behavioral aspects to compassion, there are cognitive aspects to compassion, there are emotional aspects to compassion. But how we professionals interpret compassion, how patients Um, interpret compassion may be different. There is not a lot of research done in compassion or what exactly it means, but ultimately for the patients, what it really means is that genuine connection, that human connection between the patient and the doctor.
0: And there was a really interesting piece published in The Guardian yesterday by Dr. Mariam Alexander, which really kind of rang true in relation to your talk as I was preparing for this today. She's a liaison psychiatrist, Um, working in the NHS, and she said, um, basically it's very hard to do that job and to work within the system and to be kind uh, sometimes. She said um, she sometimes feels a bit lost, and her recommendations to other people, other clinicians, when they feel lost, is when in doubt, pick the kindest option. Um, What did you think of that? (laughs)
1: This this, this echoes um, a lot with um, my practice, and and it echoes a little bit one of the objectives of the talk today, really, that as individual clinicians, when we're facing with decisions, um, sometimes they are very easy to make. Um, More often than not, they can be very difficult and require a very careful balancing between many different um, factors, one of which is kindness and compassion towards our patients. As an individual sometimes it's difficult to make the kind decision and that's where I'll be talking also about compassionate leadership because compassionate leadership should allow um, the system to develop frameworks and opportunities for the clinicians to make the right decision and the kind decisions. Sometimes clinicians cannot make that kind decisions because the system does not allow them to.
0: So give us an example of that. The, the
1: main is the the pressures, for example, in in acute hospitals, the pressures of um, discharge patients um, or not admit them um, because the beds are um, extremely limited. Um, that may um, at times um, cause, for example, elderly patients to be discharged um, at um, in the middle of the night um, mm-hmm. when patients are confused and. Um, uh, perhaps delirious, to um, a home that may not be ready for them, um, when the kindest thing may have been to wait until the morning, but that hours of delay may um, may mean that the bed has been used when somebody else may need that bed, and, and so on, really. So, but we had a system where the patient may have been allowed to remain in A&E without breaking any hours to allow for further discussion the following day, um, and so on, um, you know, the patient will have been um, better treated or their experience of care will have been better.
0: And we hear every day about crises in mental health services. Do you think it's becoming harder and harder to be a compassionate clinician working in this health service?
1: Um, it is It is extremely difficult because um, uh, the, the, the kindness often requires time and re- often requires the ability to build up a relationship and um, systems at the moment are becoming very transactional. Our care is very much, um, I give you something and that's it. Um, um, until you need something else, I'll leave you. When often what we need is that long-term relationship and that relations, relation, relational aspect of care is being forgotten at the moment.
0: You talk about balancing and you quote Frederick Nietzsche, which I loved in your, <laughs> in your notes for your talk today, talking yeah. about the tightrope walker. And you um, describe working as a psychiatrist sometimes as feeling like a
1: tightrope walker. Tell us what that means. Um, the tightrope walker, um, and I'm using a picture from Clay, um, uh, Nietzsche talk about the, um, the, the big divide between the masculine and the feminine, the Apollonian and the Dionysian. Um, and, and often we have those um, the, the need for balancing between, um, for example, the use of resources versus the kind of action. Um, um, The the use of resources may be seen as the masculine action, that's what we need to do. We only have one bed, i will use it for this patient because um, that's it. The feminine may be the kind action. Um, We will be very blind to say we can only do one or the other. It's about how we balance the two of them. And and again, going back to leadership, the leadership will be to allow clinicians to be able to um, discharge that balance effectively.
0: I'm probably massively oversimplifying things, but for me there's a kind of balancing act between compassionate care and coercive care.
1: There's there's an element of that. Um, um, In psychiatry, the balance between effective care and compassionate care gets complicated by um, the use at times of coercive practice, um, um, where the only specialty can treat patients um, with capacity against their wishes, for example. Um, Practice can sometimes be coercive even with the best of intentions Um, and that coercion can be um, abused or misinterpreted Um, but it adds a a very difficult dimension to that balance for psychiatrists.
0: So let's say people are listening to this, maybe a frontline nurse, an occupational therapist, a psychiatrist listening to this interview. Um, what would you recommend in terms of starting points for reading about compassionate care? What, what are the kind of classic texts and, and papers that you think would be helpful for people?
1: Um, I think Paul Gilbert's book on, on compassionate care, um, his, his last, um, the last edition was in 2017, um, is a great um, book to start to understand compassion and compassionate care and all its different
0: dimensions great yeah thanks very much for joining me good luck with the talk
1: fantastic thank you